Hello and welcome to the Community Church Podcast, where we want to equip and empower people for life together with Jesus. On this podcast, we'll be talking with lots of different people from all walks of life to help us in our discipleship to Him. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, and so for this episode, we have the wonderful Sue Gregg with us. Uh, for those of you that don't know Sue, she has been a source of creative inspiration for many of the people that know her both in and out of the uh, the community church. She is passionate about helping people to realize their potential, and that means releasing the creative in you. As we hear from Sue, being creative is far more than what we might traditionally think, whether that's in the visual arts or with musical um, instruments and all that kind of stuff. Uh, she comes and she walks us through her journey, what creativity means to her, and some practical information on how we can begin to engage with being creative. Uh, I hope you enjoy this conversation. I certainly do. So get ready for some of those creative juices. Start flowing. Why don't you just kick off and just uh, tell us a bit about what you're kind of involved with? I don't think even I know everything that you're involved with at the moment, Sue. So, well, what am I involved in? I'm involved in art, Harry, predominantly. <laughs> I go to art lessons once a week, and everybody in the class does something different. So hmm. that means that we can be inspired and motivated and excited by what one another are doing, and I love that. I love walking around the class halfway through the lesson to see what everybody else is doing and have a good look at what they're, what they're putting their time into. Um, then I take my ideas home and when I have time I also make art at home but that doesn't always happen, it depends what goes on in any given week. The classes that I go to are part of SCA, Southport Contemporary Arts, and I'm now a member of that group. Their organisation, their aim is to get art out into the community, basically. Mm. So they have a small gallery on East Bank Street called Art House. And they run classes. And they also do an arts trail once a year for just about two weeks. Which is, again, taking art into the community and inviting people to come into the world of SCA as well. As part of SCA, I help with their social media, posting on Instagram for them. Mm. I hang exhibitions, or I'm part of a team that hang exhibitions, and I love that. I love seeing the artwork coming in, and then we have to decide what to put where, what artwork will make the one next to it sing, and so on. So that's, I love doing that, it's good fun. How do you decide that? Is that just something that's very subjective or? I think there is an element of subjectivity, but I think you can look at the themes of the work. You can look at the style. So maybe put the abstract all together. You can look at color schemes even. It's kind of like when you're decorating a room in your house, but on right. a different kind of level. No. Um, and you can look at what the work is saying, which that sounds very arty, 
but <laughs> if the if the art tells a story of some kind is there another piece in the exhibition which supports that story or moves along from that story and so yeah you have to look at each individual piece oh, and wow. then try and group them together well no, fantastic. Because that, that's something you're really passionate about, isn't it? Getting art into the community, getting people to... I suppose it's not so much um, getting people to physically do art, but it's getting people to interact with it, isn't it? As, yes, as absolutely. Person. Absolutely. I do. I believe passionately that art is good for you mm. and that art is for everyone. I think that the art world has a reputation for being really stuffy and snooty and for experts only. My granddad used to say, not for the likes of us, mm -hmm. but it's not true. Art is for everyone. And I think that anybody can enjoy art. It's just a matter of finding the right art for them, whether they're making it or looking at it, it's finding the right art to suit each individual. And I think there is something for everybody out there. So how have you, um, let's just uh, take a practical example because um, I know him very well. Dave, your husband, has never been openly passionate about art. <laughs> so how, how have you kind of got him to engage? Obviously you can, um, uh, uh, you, you're a wife, so you have more power over him than anybody else. <laughs> but how, how have you found that? I suppose he's been quite a good test subject for you. He has, and I have to say, I have never set out purposefully to get him to engage with art. However, when we've had days out sometimes or been on holiday, there's been an art gallery I've wanted to visit and he comes with me. He's patient up to a point and then he gets bored and goes and sits in the cafe, but he's looking at some art and wherever we go, whenever we see any exhibition, he always tries to find one painting that he likes, that interests him. And then he'll ask questions about that. Um, and also, I have watched quite a lot of documentaries about art from BBC4 and I wouldn't put one on when he's around because it's not something he would choose to watch but there have been many times where he's come in from a meeting or something and I've been watching something about an artist or about an exhibition and he sat down and watched the end of it with me and so he's absorbing knowledge and understanding without even really wanting to yeah, okay. in ways, but he definitely has acquired a good chunk of, oh, what's the word? It's gone, but he, he, has, he has learned a lot. He has learned a lot without setting out to do that. <laughs> Yeah. By, by osmosis almost. By osmosis, yeah, it is, it is. So then um, uh, I know we had talked about beforehand that we'd like to really kind of dive into creativity and, and all that. Um, so it's always good to set that context with where you're at now, but what kind of, where, where would you land in? What is creativity? Um, is, it, is it just art? Is it just stuff that's visual? What, what, do you, what would you say for that? No, absolutely not. It's not just art at all. I looked actually, because to be able to give you a clear definition, I looked in the dictionary and creativity is defined as making, as bringing into existence 
and also as originality of thought and imagination. And that is not by any means something that should be confined to the arts alone at mm. all, at all. If we think about our lives, there are many ways that we are creative, probably without even realizing it. I said before, decorating your house, mm. you no know, choosing the colors, choosing the fabrics, that is creative. Mm. Um, the way we look after our appearance, our clothes, our hair, our makeup for women. Um, it's, it's about creativity. It's about originality. It's about imagination. It's about uh, choices. It's about curating the colours and styles that suit us. And it's the same in social media. It could be the same in gardening, in our workplace, in starting a business. There are many, many ways that we apply creativity in our lives, probably without even thinking about it. Mm. I, have, I have some friends, Andy and Jane, this is an example of creativity outside of the arts. Andy and Jane run a and b in Southport called Bowdoin Lodge. If you need somewhere to stay in Southport, go there, it's very good. <laughs> and they create for their guests a positive experience in a nutshell. Mm. They do this with a great deal of hard work. There's cooking and cleaning, there's administration, there's upkeep of the house and garden. But they bring into existence a happy, peaceful, positive experience for their guests. And they're, in that way, they're being creative. There's no paint and canvases, there's no musical instruments, there's no arty photography, or maybe there is on their website, I don't know. But for the most part, what they're doing would not be considered as creativity, but it is because they are bringing something into being. They're bringing this positive experience into being. And so in a world that we don't think about as, as creativity, they are applying creativity to everything that they do. Mm. So how, how did you kind of get into this kind of creative mindset, this art scene? Is it, has it been something that you've always had no, not at all. <laughs> I, um, in my O-levels, I, in my mock O-level, I got 15% in my art exam. <laughs> one, one five, one five. <laughs> the art teacher, who was very gracious and very patient, helped me to scrape through my actual O-level, but then suggested that maybe I should put down the paintbrushes and try something else. <laughs> Um, and from then on, I have, I had always felt that I needed a creative outlet of some kind. What I didn't realize was that I was being creative in raising my children, in relationships, in worship, in homemaking, in many different ways. I was actually being creative, but I still felt a frustration that there was something in me that I needed to get out there. Mm. So that went on for years and years and years. Then in how did, how did that um, how did that frustration kind of manifest itself? Was it just like something that was inside, or um, was there anything that kind of happened? I don't know. Does that make sense? I think it was mainly a feeling. So it was yeah. mainly inside, but that would be exacerbated. 
by seeing creative people, creative people in the arts, right. making things, painting things, creating things, beautiful things. And my frustration would grow, I guess, every time I saw somebody right. achieving something like this, because I felt that that, that that specifically was something that I wanted to do. And my art teacher had told me not to bother and I had been bad at school. And so I really believed that I just couldn't do it. It's incredible that, isn't it? Just how words that are spoken to you when you're 15, 16 years old have um, just stuck with you and hung over you. I mean, how long, how long did it take you to break that? Ooh, 30 plus years. 30 years. It's incredible, isn't it? Absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah. So go on, yeah, tell us how, how you came to, to break that then. What was the, what's the story there? Well, I saw in the local paper an advert for a short course, art course in Formby, just six weeks. That was in 2012. So I went along to those classes and it happened that the lady running the classes was also one of the directors of Southport Contemporary Arts. Mm -hmm. They had just bought their gallery on East Bank Street which had classrooms upstairs. And so they were launching classes, art classes. So thinking I was only going to get six weeks in, I was able to go along to the art house after that. The joy of those six weeks was that um, the, the teacher, Nari, she told us, no, nothing is wrong. You know, you do something and you think, oh, that's wrong, that's not right. But no, nothing is wrong. And we learned about mark making, and um, using our whole arm to draw, and then we used different kinds of paint, and we did all kinds of different things. But I found that the end result each week of my work, although I didn't look at it and think, yes, I can do this, it just gave me a glimmer of hope that with help, I could do a lot more than I had thought I would be able to. Hmm. Yeah, so then I moved on to the to the art classes in September 2012 that was and I'm still going to the same class now <laughs> <laughs> and then you went on to do a master's is that right yes yes I did my as I went to classes I grew more and more interested in art I learned more about um, different artists and their styles and got to know some well-known paintings and my interest was growing and growing then in 2015 my youngest daughter was going to university so I didn't have any responsibility at home for any children so I decided I would like to do something hopefully relating to art and the Lord really took me to this course mm -hmm. it was a master's in art history and curating at Liverpool Hope University and now so that does I, sound very stuffy and snooty <laughs> was that your experience of it was it like uh were, were you a bit apprehensive or um in in going for it how, how how did you decide to go upon that you said that the lord took you there what was that yes um okay so i was praying about what i should do mm. and how i should spend the extra time that I was going to have and I did feel that because I had been led down this art route, 
um, and all the way along, I believe the Lord was was moving me forward from those first few classes and then to Art House and, and SCA. And I believe that he was going to use this involvement somehow. So when it came to looking for something to do, I did look at some courses, but the ethos of Hope University is one of caring for the whole person, not just about the education mm. and success in education. And that really attracted me to it. And I prayed about it. I just felt that the Lord said to me, yes, this is for you, do mm. it. So I looked at it. You had to have a two one or above in your degree. I did my degree in 1986, which was a long time ago when a two two was actually a good. Of course, I would say that because I got two. <laughs> but I wrote to the lady who was running the course and said, "I am." way out of education i got a 2-2 in 1986 is there something i can do to improve on that so that i can come and be a part of the course or is it an absolute no because of that and she said that because that degree was from 1986 that she would definitely include me in the course and so i just went on from there i, I when i applied for it i was feeling very confident actually I felt that academically I should be able to cope with it mm. but when I went for the first meeting I met my fellow students I was the oldest in the class um, by quite a good number of years and most of the other students had just come out from their bachelor's degree so were still they still had their heads in education mm. And having thought that I could spend maybe a day, it was a part-time course, so I thought, oh, I'll give it a day a week, maybe a day and a half a week. I can spare that time. That would be great. We got there and were told that we should be spending at least 20 hours every week. And then we were given a huge reading list and we were given some assignments to do for our first lecture. And... We were putting groups to do a presentation and I was horrified by it, really horrified. I came out and actually Dave came and picked me up that night after my first meeting and I came out and just sat in the car and cried and said, what have I done? What have I done? But of course I pulled myself together and got on with it. And week by week, I got better and better. I can't say it was stuffy. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a sort of only the experts kind of a world. However, when we were looking at art, the teacher would ask us to talk about what the artist was trying to convey. And whenever she asked me, I would suggest something and she would just go, hmm, and move on to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> but as the weeks went by, I got better. That was the, the, the first unit that we did was art history. So it was all about the art. And yes, I was definitely not top of the class <laughs> in that module, but I learned a lot and that's what I was there for. And wonderfully, because I didn't do it with the pressure of needing to find work as a result of it, I knew that whatever marks I got at the end of the course, 
even if I ended up failing the course, it didn't re I, obviously I didn't want to do that, but it didn't matter because mm -hmm. I was there to learn and I would learn regardless of the scores that I got or the final mark that I got in that degree. So it was all good. Yeah, fantastic. So what was kind of your big takeaway from the masters? If you could say there was one thing. Hmm. I think my focus in every assignment, actually, even when it wasn't hugely relevant, my focus leaned always towards audience engagement. And that's a art term, isn't it? <laughs> About um, getting an audience interested and involved and engaged with art, but particularly how to draw in a new audience, how to draw in people who had no cultural capital. That's what I was trying to think of before for Dave, cultural capital. Uh, who had no cultural capital, but who I believe would benefit from art. I believe everybody can benefit from art. And so I think my takeaway very much was, number one, art is good for you. And number two, art is for everyone and mm. everyone can benefit from it. And I, th I think those two things, I don't think they were overtly taught to us, but in my research and in the assignments that I wrote, that is my biggest takeaway, I think, from that course. Yeah. So then, um, obviously, uh, grounded in um, your knowledge of art and all that, but why is, art, why is creativity good for you? Why be creative? Why do those things? Why should we actively encourage ourselves and our families and all of that kind of stuff, our communities, our churches, whatever it is, why should we actively encourage that creative streak? I think that as a human being, I am creative and that each one of us as human beings, we are creative because our God is creative mm -hmm. and he made us in his image. Therefore, we also are creative. Mm -hmm. And as a Christian, I also believe that I have God's Holy Spirit in me who is immensely creative. And so there's a double whammy of creativity. Yeah. But just as human beings, we are creative. By nature, we are creative. It's, it's inborn in us. And so I think to deny that or to resist it is dangerous. It's wrong. I think that we need to release our creativity and apply it in our lives to affirm our humanity, to affirm that we are human beings and also to fulfill our potential. Because if we have the potential for creativity, we will never fulfill our potential without allowing that creativity to be a part of who we are and what we do. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you, you see elements of that within going back to your, uh, uh, we are created in the image of God and God has created, therefore we are creative. You see that in, his, in the commission that he gives to mankind, doesn't he? Go into all the world, be fruitful and rule over it. And in that, in that commission, there's this, um, there's this implicit instruction to unpack the potential that the creation has. You know, when, when uh, you read the story in Genesis, there's not, there's not just uh, Everything is not finished. Everything is perfect in the sense that it is good, but it is not perfect in the sense that it's complete. And so God comes and he calls us to, to come into partnership with him to, to unleash the potential 
that the world has. And, and that takes so many different forms. It's incredible, isn't it? So I, I, I totally agree with you. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's so important and it's, it's, it's understanding that creativity is more than just the art or just the music or the craft stuff, that there is great creativity and how you can be generous and kind and show love to people. Yes. Yeah. In, in the way we live our lives. Exactly right. Exactly right. I think it sounds arrogant to say it, but the world needs our creativity. Mm. And I think that to keep it to ourselves is wrong. It's just wrong. We need to, to let it out there. And I think some people may feel that they're not creative, that they don't have that, within them but that's just simply not true you just haven't tapped into it yet and but how um, would you how would you encourage people to tap into that see oh i think that we need to accept that creativity is normal it's a it's a normal natural part of who we are so it's not something that we should be forcing or striving over but at the same time, we need to start somewhere. Um, John Steinbeck talks about uh, curiosity being the beginnings of creativity, that curiosity is what, it's, it's like the foundation of creativity. It's out of our curiosity that the creativity comes. And I think that's very important. If we want to get started, if we want to get creative, that first of all, we have to, get curious, we have to be open and curious to look around us and listen with our senses, yes, but also with our hearts and with our spirits. Mm -hmm. And to look around us at our natural world and enjoy that and be curious about that, but also to let God open us up to spiritual creativity and to what he can share with us. And unless we have that openness, unless we have that curiosity, we're never going to expect to see anything new or experience anything new. And so we're not going to look for it. So we need that curiosity so that then we will be aware of what's going on around us. We will see, we will hear. And out of that will come a creativity, a making, an imagination, Mm. yeah i think i think with me um i i feel like there's a uh, a moment of inertia with me it's that uh, that push to get going so like uh, i was telling you earlier on about being in the garden and we've been wanting to do stuff in the garden for a long long time but <clears throat> i just didn't know where to start <laughs> um and that i think that um that when you're trying to, whether it's starting a new business or whether it's remaking your garden or wanting to go and do a master's or get into academic or whatever it is. Um, I think there's that element of just one step at a time, <laughs> um, just to overcome that. What might seem a, I don't know, for me anyway, I know it can seem like there's an insurmountable obstacle. And uh, actually when you get starting, it's when you get started, it's not so, insurmountable yeah it's it's about threshold fear 
It's about being frightened of taking that first step into a new world, whether it's into the world of get this garden sorted or whether it's into the world of painting a picture, you know, whatever it is, there is that fear of that first, you know, when you have a piece of paper or a canvas, that first mark that you put onto it is deep breath. It can be scary. I know it sounds crazy, but it can be scary. It can. Um, trying something new is scary but trying something new is good and especially in the world of art if you don't think that you're creative but you would like to have a go at something something kind of calls to you or is interesting to you try it you know we can never know where our creativity lies strongest or what we're really good at unless we've had a go at it and so I, I believe, again, I believe passionately in art and in trying it. And so many people say, oh, I wish I could draw. Well, let me tell you, I am not great at drawing. I am not great at drawing. I drew, attempted a portrait of somebody that I know on Sunday. And when I finished, I had a decent picture of the face of a man. But did he look anything like the person I was drawing? Not a jot. You know, so it, it's, it's about just trying things out. Portrait drawing is not my best thing. I will keep trying because it's something I would really like to do. But, you know, try something new. And again, it doesn't have to be in the arts. It can be. Um, I've never really done anything with my garden. Oh, I'd love a really, really full flower border but I don't know what flowers are working in this soil and I don't know what this that and the other well have a go the, the the important thing like you say you have to get started and I think that the danger is that people view creativity as and and if you do anything in the arts especially as a gift that you're just born with the ability to do it yeah. but that's not the case and I think if you want to have a go at something you have to do your research you can read, you can watch documentaries, etc. You can go on YouTube and learn how to do things. You can go to classes. There is so much that you can do to learn about something that really there's no excuse for having a go. So if you want a flower border in your garden and you live in Southport, go and find out what grows well in sandy soil for a start. And then is it a shady border? Is it a sunny border? Then go and find the right plants for that um, shade or sun, etc. etc. You just go and investigate and explore and then get on with it and i think that there are many people who believe they're not creative who if they gave something a go whatever that is whether it is gardening or starting a business that's something major or changing their hairstyle or doing something a bit different on their social media whatever it is having a go you will find that you are way more capable and way more creative than you thought you were. Mm. Very good. I promise that. There you are. <laughs> I promise that. <laughs> bold words. Bold words. I like <laughs> it. So, so what do you see um, kind of in the future for you, Sue? In the future? Mm. Hmm. Well, I have launched, well, I say launched, started in a very small way a little organization of my own called Art High. Again, this is something that the Lord showed me to do. He gave me the name. 
he gave me the logo actually i was struggling over trying to find something and then one day he just you know picked up a pen and it's just like it was nearly like the holy spirit was using my hand oh, nice. to do it it was great um and i know that god has a purpose for that i'm not entirely sure what it is yet i do know that my passion for engaging people with art is a big part of it so i have a website i do write blogs very occasionally i should do that more and i'm on instagram as art high i think that's art.high. something i can't remember anyway you'll find it what's the name of the website art high art high yeah the website is arts-high.org. I know that one. And the um, Instagram thing will be on there. So there you go. Okay. Um, so last November, I had my first workshop as Art High. And I had a group of ladies at home. We did some Christmas arts and crafts. We spent the day together and we had just the best time. It was lovely. And... I think, I hope that the ladies who were here would say the same thing. We worked together, we ate together, we chatted together, and it was a really relaxed, really pleasant day. And I would like to do more of that to get more people to try doing some art. It was, it was for beginners, it, there was nothing complicated about it. It was really simple. And I think that I would like to do more of that. I was supposed to do one in March, actually, but I had to cancel it because of the virus. Mm. But yeah, I would like to do more of that. And just to help people to engage with art, whether it's making art or looking at art in any way that I can, how that will look in the future and how I'll go about doing that, I'm not entirely sure. But one step at a time, as you said before, and I know that the Lord will direct me and show me what to do at each stage. Mm, very good. So what would be your kind of final encouragements to anyone who's listening today? My final encouragement would be two things, if that's all right. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> one would be you are creative. You have creativity within you. So think about the skills you have. Think about the things you enjoy doing and then look at how you can apply your creativity combined with those into your life. But do it. Be creative. And the second thing I would say regarding art, the arts, but art specifically for me, is that I believe wholeheartedly that art is good for you and that art is for everyone. So no matter what your past experience or lack of it has been, get out there, try making some art, go look at some art, get yourself into an art gallery, ignore the snooty people if there are any, and just go and enjoy the art. And if anybody would like uh, to be accompanied to go and do that, I will happily come with you. But get out there and get into art, get creative. for listening to this episode of the Community Church Podcast. Sue's website was art-high.org if you missed it. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, why not go and check it out? 
Uh, Sue did genuinely mean what she said about going to look at some art if you're interested. Uh, also, if you um, felt the same frustration or feel the same frustration that she did uh, from not having the opportunity to be creative, or maybe you just want to um, get creative and try and get some ideas uh, going, then I know that Sue would love for you to get in touch with her. Uh, you can reach out to her uh, by either going through her website or by contacting us thanks again for listening and we look forward to being with you next time hope you have a great day